0: Fifteen minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk.
1: It's Friday, Edwin. It is Friday. I know you love Friday. I do love
0: Friday. We're coming up on the weekend. We're going to be meeting at Livingston to worship God this Sunday. If you're in the Tampa area, we want you to come by and worship with us. All the information you need is
1: at our website, ChristiansMeetHere.org. By the way, that I, I don't think I mention this every Friday, but there is a link to that in our show notes. Oh, excellent. Even easier, even easier.
0: Very easy. Hey, the other thing I'm excited about, we were going over the numbers here and we are hitting the
1: halfway mark for season two. Is that right? Halfway mark for season two. I think we probably have the longest season of any podcast out there because we're just going the whole year. <laughs> And maybe even the most episodes, because we go just about every day. (laughs) But we're halfway through. This is week 26 for season two here in the Psalms. That's exactly right. And as we pointed out earlier this week, go ahead and tell your friends
0: about the podcast. Unlike other podcasts, you don't have to start at episode one. No. No. (laughs) You'll be able to drop right in with what we're talking about today. absolutely. Because we always read the Psalm that we're talking about. Yeah. And we just appreciate everybody that's been listening to the podcast. They love hearing the Word in the morning and meditating upon it, and we're just glad to have you along.
1: So let's jump into Psalm 26 today. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Declare me innocent, O Lord, for I have acted with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives in my heart, for I am always aware of your unfailing love, and I have lived according to your truth. I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil. I refuse to join in with the wicked. I wash my hands to declare my innocence." I come to your altar, O Lord, singing a song of thanksgiving and telling of all your wonders. I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwells. Don't let me suffer the fate of sinners. Don't condemn me along with murderers. Their hands are dirty with evil schemes, and they constantly take bribes. But I am not like that. I live with integrity, so redeem me and show me mercy. Now I stand on solid ground, and I will publicly praise the Lord. I will publicly praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. End. Praise yeah, the Lord. Absolutely, I love your house. Mm-hmm. I love your grace. Mm-hmm. I love your ways. I love your friends. Mm-hmm. It's Friday, and of course, being Friday, it's always Good Friday on, on text, text Talk. talk. <laughs> always Good Friday on Text Talk. I want us to talk about Jesus. Not only do we love God's house, His ways, His His grace. I, I love your Son, Lord. Well, of course, these Psalms
0: do point us to Christ. And one of the first ways I see that connection in the psalm today is this emphasis upon a way, Mm -hmm. a way that uh, the psalmist is walking the way of integrity. We talked about earlier in the week this idea of integrity is one of a purity, a blamelessness, truly God's path. I think about Jesus who declared in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Well, this psalm is all about approaching the Father and being Mm -hmm. in his habitation. It must be through Christ.
1: Absolutely. You know, we've hit another psalm where there is this declaration that if it's going to be taken just at its literal face value, we know David couldn't make it. And I appreciate that. First Kings nine four. Notwithstanding this uh, this claim about walking in integrity, I thought it was interesting. One of the reasons why I chose to go ahead and read from the New Living Translation is because it's another one of those that we tend to consider to be a little bit looser and a little bit softer. That's you know conservative folks like us tend to see it that way. And yet this well, yeah, one makes. Are you calling us conservative? No, I'm kidding. I mean compared to some, <laughs> compared, compared to some. some. Um, but the way this one begins is, "Declare me innocent, for I have acted with integrity. I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Put me on trial, Lord. Cross-examine me. Test my own uh, my motives and my heart, for I'm always aware of your unfailing love, and I have lived according to your truth." Uh, the way that's all worded is very much has this idea of kind of perfect living that's that's the picture that's there yeah sure and uh i realized and remember what we said earlier about if we were applying this to david and i Mm -hmm. think that's all absolutely true but the interesting thing is it still brings up that red flag as so many of these psalms do well wait a minute if i'm going to take this at its absolute face value at its literal statement without nuance without accommodation without uh, equivocation well david doesn't fit but i know somebody who does yeah the son of david does yeah Jesus. Jesus every perfectly sinless. Every bit of this applies to him without exception, without nuance, without accommodation. And so what can be said about David in this general, generic, accommodative way can be said about Jesus in an absolutely literal way. And there's really a sense... In which when folks read Psalm 26 before Jesus came along, and they're reading it from David, where it should have stopped them in their tracks and say, okay, wait a minute. I wonder if I should be looking for someone else. I mean, David was great and all, but he wasn't quite this. Uh, maybe I'm looking for something more, something better, something greater. And when Jesus comes along, all of a sudden, we're able to say, oh, there he is. There's the one. This is Jesus.
0: Jesus. We have this sinless one, the Christ. I think another connection we can draw to Jesus is this emphasis upon a habitation or a house of the Lord in verse 8, that certainly the Lord Jesus Christ was about establishing it. Indeed, as we pointed out from Ephesians chapter 2, being the cornerstone, the fundamental of the foundation of the temple of God, his house, his
1: church, He is that cornerstone. Think about this. In John chapter 1, Mm -hmm. we know how John begins. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. We know from John 14 that this Word, who was divine, who was God, who was with Mm -hmm. God, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Mm -hmm. Here's the fascinating thing. That word translated in the ESV dwelt, Mm -hmm. if it were going to be translated literally, some folks might say tabernacle. Tabernacle. That's actually a verb form Mm -hmm. of the word that was tabernacle. And here is Jesus who has come into the world tabernacling among us, and he has what? The glory of God the father what do we find here in in psalm 26 verse 8 oh lord i love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells in john 114 where is that that's actually jesus it is actually jesus jesus is the one who comes and brings the glory of the lord into the world tabernacling mm-hmm. dwelling among us in this human fleshly tent so what a powerful picture there.
0: Well it is. And uh, and to build off of that, so here he is full of grace and truth. Mm. We talked about earlier this week how the name of God is alluded to throughout Psalm 26 mm-hmm. and particularly that emphasis upon his grace or his mercy mm-hmm. in Psalm 26:11 as for me I will walk in my integrity redeem me and be merciful to me. Yep. The graciousness and ultimately this name is known and
1: expressed in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that can even tie back to verse 3 of Psalm 26, for your steadfast love is before my eyes and I walk in your faithfulness. We've highlighted that that word translated faithfulness, another possible translation for it is truth. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's, that's the translation right. I think the the NLT used, Yeah, actually used truth there. And that's You know, that's that's something I think we sometimes miss in the English. When we hear truth, we think just something that is accurate and right. But the idea of truth of something that is faithful and sound and sure. Mm. And so your grace and your faithfulness would really be an accurate way to even describe that in John chapter 1. Jesus comes in, and in him is the grace and truth. There's the grace and the faithfulness. In fact, in Jesus, we see the name of the Lord God, Exodus 34, 6 through 7, in physical human form come into the world. And, it's, and it is Jesus mm-hmm. that allows God to both forgive iniquity, transgression, and sin, but also keeps him from clearing the guilty. Because it is through Jesus and his sacrifice that allows for that forgiveness. So lots of connections.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up the sacrifice in verse 6 of our psalm. I will wash my hands in innocence, so I will go about your altar, O Lord. And I think about the sacrifice of Jesus. He shed his blood for a covenant where there is remission of sins. Mm -hmm. And truly our sins are cleansed and washed away by his blood, by his sacrifice, especially when we are obedient to the gospel of Christ and we are baptized for the remission of sins, becoming Christians, there is that cleansing and that uh, innocence, justification that happens because of him, because of his sacrifice, The ultimate sacrifice, sacrifice replacing altar. Mm -hmm.
1: When I see Jesus in this psalm, now let's read verses 9 and 10 with Jesus in mind. Psalm 26, 9 and 10 from the ESV. Do not sweep my soul away with sinners, nor my life with bloodthirsty men in whose hands are evil devices and whose right hands are full of bribes. And we think about Jesus and Jesus offering up a prayer like that. Where might Jesus have been when he might offer up a prayer just like this one Mm -hmm. as he's on the the cross cross. between two thieves and murderers? Look, when you got crucified, it was because you were a pretty bad criminal.
0: When I read that, I thought about that, that particular psalm is not quoted in the Gospels, Mm-mm. but the idea of of him being numbered with the transgressors, yeah. you know, another Old Testament passage, that comes up in the Gospels. Yes.
1: Similar yes, idea here. Don't sweep my soul away with sinners. Now, here's the here's what I find really fascinating about that is that from one perspective, there might be folks who looked at Jesus on the cross and say, well, I guess he got swept away with sinners mm. because he died on the cross. In fact, he was the first one of the three to die. Well, that may be how you view it until you get to Sunday morning. Right. And on Sunday morning, what you find out is that God, in fact, did not sweep him away with the bloodthirsty men, with the bribers and the, the insolent, wicked yeah. schemers. Rather, he was delivered. And mm-hmm. one of the, to me, the really cool and exciting thing about it is that, that Jesus did not get swept away with the sinners. But you remember one of those sinners actually became cleansed. Mm -hmm. One of those sinners actually realized, against all odds, he's up here and he's innocent. Remember me. Remember me when you come in your kingdom. There's like two people in all of the world at this moment that still believe Jesus is coming in a kingdom. Jesus is one of them, Mm -hmm. and that thief is the other. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. So instead of Jesus being swept away with sinners, we've got a sinner Mm -hmm. being cleansed and taken with Jesus. Mm -hmm. What a powerful, powerful picture And this psalm leads us up to that.
0: It does. This psalm speaks to the victory and ultimate victory in Christ. Where it ends is with these words in the congregation, excuse me, in the congregations, I will bless the Lord. Uh, Of course, in Romans chapter 15, as well as Hebrews chapter 2, very similar language is applied to Christ, calling us back to, I think it's Psalm 1849. But uh, the idea that he's going to... uh, praise God in the midst of the congregation and how this foreshadows that God brings together a congregation of Jew and Gentile, all peoples in Christ, in this wonderful church, this wonderful house of the Lord.
1: And, and when we gather together, this ties back to where we began the week. I love your house.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do mm-hmm. I love
1: your house? Because this is where you get praised. These are the people who praise you. This is, this is the way you get glorified, and I love your glory. I love your house. I love your grace. I love your ways. I love your friends. I love your son. And the reason I love your son is because I understand that the only way this psalm can remotely apply to me is because Jesus fulfilled it in 100% perfect, complete. No nuance, no accommodation, no equivocation. Jesus fulfilled this 100%. And because he did, because Mm -hmm. every bit of it is literal for him, then it can apply to me. It's his sacrifice, having been this perfect person who gets to dwell on the hill, who gets to declare his integrity, who gets to declare his sacrifice because of that, then I can read the Psalm and apply it to me as, well, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I am saying I've avoided apostasy. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I remember your love, and I'm here because of your love. Yeah. I'm and, not, and I'm I can not say
0: perfect, th- but I'm on your way, and, and I'm in your way. Yeah, and I can say this because of Jesus. It's, it's a powerful thing. It is, we're so glad that we've had this time to be together today to read this Psalm and think about Christ, and let Christ fill our hearts through the truth of this word. Um, let's have a prayer.
1: Glorious God, you are wonderful and holy. Thank you so much for your son. We love your son. We love him. And we're glad that he loved us first. It's through him that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along.